If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Top 10 Ways to Kill Your Husband The Wife My husband is the quintessential man who has everything. He is so difficult to buy for. His birthday was coming up and I wanted to get him something simple that would put a smile on his face. If it were cheap, that would be a bonus, as we were going through some hard times money-wise. My husband is a boat enthusiast. Boats can be quite expensive, to the point where some people in the industry say boat stands for bust out another thousand. And they are not wrong. My husband brought home a boat about a year ago. He spent a thousand dollars on it without even consulting me. He had been working on restoring that boat which, quite frankly, is beyond repair, and he had been secretly draining our savings account in the process. When I found out about the extreme expenditures, I blew my top and let him have it. I hadn't screamed that loud since the first time I had a Brazilian wax. The divorce word got thrown around quite a bit during that time, and I wasn't kidding. I had even gone to the extent of looking up the names of multiple divorce lawyers just in case. It was that serious. Things took a major turn for the better when he recouped the majority of the savings he spent behind my back by selling his baby. That was what he named his boat. His baby. I'm not kidding. It was difficult for him to do, but he had to decide between the boat and his wife. He chose me. He had been in a bit of a depressed state for weeks after the boat was hauled off by the new owners. I wanted to buy him something for his birthday that would cheer him up a little. I was searching for something online and ran across a book called The Top 10 Ways to Kill Your Husband. It was a gag book written by Steve Hudgens. There was a funny little story within, but the point of the book was the cover. The idea was to casually place the book somewhere in the house and see what kind of reaction he'd have once he discovered it. I thought he'd get a good laugh out of it, and he needed that. Our marriage needed that. Once the book arrived, I decided to place it on my nightstand and see how long it took for him to find it. That night, he was in a particularly grumpy mood. He had been thumbing through a boat magazine most of the evening. He was missing his boat. His baby. I encouraged him to go to bed early, and he concurred. I had left the lamp by my nightstand on so he would easily spot the book once he entered the room. I purposely waited several minutes before I followed him upstairs to the bedroom. When I reached the upstairs hallway, I saw my husband standing in the bedroom doorway. 
He was holding an object in his hand, but I couldn't make out what it was. What do you have there? As I got closer, I could see that my husband was scowling, and I was finally able to see that it was a lamp that he was holding. I got a great look at it when he smashed me over the head with it. I fell to the floor in a daze and he jumped on top of me, hammering me in the face with the base of the lamp, again, and again, and again. Top 10 Ways to Kill Your Husband The Husband I should have chosen the boat. It was a 1974 Tollycraft cabin cruiser. I found it sitting in someone's barn. They said it had been sitting there for over ten years. I offered the guy a thousand bucks for it and he jumped at the offer. Now, this baby was in rough shape. She needed a major overhaul coupled with some tender loving care. I knew my wife wouldn't be happy with me buying it, especially since I didn't consult with her first. But if I did, I knew we'd just get into a big fight over it, so I opted to forego the argument and just buy it. Quite frankly, if I could have snuck it home and hit it, I would have never told her about it. But a boat isn't an easy thing to hide. The restoration process was much more expensive than I expected, but I was determined. Actually, I was obsessed and started spending money on it like a madman. It was irresponsible of me, I'll admit it. When my wife found out, she was livid. I had never heard her yell so loud before. She was seriously contemplating a divorce. I guess I couldn't blame her, but she just didn't understand. I loved this boat. I was bringing it back from the dead. I felt like Dr. Frankenstein, only it wasn't a monster. It was my baby. My wife gave me an ultimatum. Her or the boat. I chose my wife and sold my boat to a buddy of mine. Man, that really burned my ass. I had put blood, sweat, and tears into that boat. I did all the hard work. Now my buddy was going to reap all the rewards. But I got most of my money I spent back and saved my marriage in the process. Still, I missed my boat. A lot. I fell into a deep depression. I don't think my wife realized how miserable I was. Or maybe she didn't care. She was so happy when I sold the boat. She all but celebrated, which to me was equal to dancing on somebody's grave. But I didn't argue. I let it go. I was hoping one day I'd come out of my depression and be happy with my wife and my marriage once again. And then I saw the book. Top 10 Ways to Kill Your Husband. It was sitting on her nightstand. That bitch. My boat meant almost everything to me. But I gave it up for her and for our marriage. And what does she do? She starts plotting to kill me. She even bought a damn book with instructions. What kind of sick maniac writes something like that? And where does she get off wanting to kill me? I gave up the boat. I chose her. She won. Oh, but that's not enough for her? She wants me dead on top of that? No. 
If anyone was going to do any killing, it was me. I bludgeoned her to death with the lamp that was sitting next to the book. As I buried her dead body in the backyard, I realized how much money I would save now that I didn't have to provide for her anymore. Definitely enough to get my baby back. If you like scary stories and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a whole slew of them, and most of them are just 99 cents. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. Again, this is a great way to support the show. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. The Fake Seance I don't believe in ghosts. Neither does my girlfriend, Tammy. Her parents, on the other hand, do, and feared that they were living in a haunted house. They had recently moved there. It was a normal house, nothing special, easily forgettable. It wasn't even that old of a house, but the previous resident died in the living room, so we believe that fact has led her parents to jump to conclusions. Her parents claimed that they had a poltergeist living with them. They insisted that they experienced some form of paranormal activity almost daily. Some of the encounters included doors opening and closing on their own, strange knocking sounds coming from other rooms, Disembodied voices calling to them, finding various objects on the floor as if someone or something had picked them up and thrown them. Shirts that were on hangers would often be found scattered about. They even said they walked into the kitchen one day to find all of their drawers and cabinets open. The thing that troubled them the most was the constant feeling of someone else being in the room with them. They'd sometimes hear subtle creaks of the floor as if someone just shifted their weight. Occasionally they would hear someone breathing behind them, only to turn around and see nobody. Once her father claimed to feel a hand resting on his shoulder. To me, I hear these claims and immediately write most of them off as natural occurrences with logical explanations. The rest of it could be chalked up to vivid imaginations. My girlfriend Tammy agreed with me, but wanted to do something that would help set their minds at ease, because she said at this point, they were really beginning to freak out. I was going to film school studying special effects specifically audio and visual effects. I immediately came up with a great idea and ran it by Tammy. What if we held a fake seance in their house? I'd set up a bunch of special effects and hire an actress to play the role of the medium. 
We'd then hold our fake seance with all the bells and whistles, and the medium would pronounce the house cleansed of all spirits. Tammy loved the idea and hoped that after we put on a good show for them, maybe her folks would buy into it and no longer blame every little sound they heard on ghosts. Tammy asked her parents if they would be receptive to holding a seance. She said she knew of a medium that specialized in ridding houses of poltergeists. And her parents went for it. Evidently, they were up for trying anything. I immediately set the plan in action. A friend of mine from class was going to put together a five-minute audio tape of ghostly sounds for me. He said he would leave long pauses of silence in between each audio effect so that the actress playing the medium could do her thing. While I went to pick up the actress who would be playing the role of Madame Margaret, Tammy retrieved the audio equipment. She hid it in a discreet location within the room we'd be holding the fake seance in. When I picked up the actress, I was blown away by her appearance. She was dressed up like an old-time fortune teller with a sequin shawl and matching headdress. Her midriff was covered with a maroon sash. Her arms were layered with various bracelets and she donned gaudy earrings. We arrived at the house and Madame Margaret immediately took charge. This gal was good. She instructed us all to take our seats at the round table in the center of the dining room. She then placed an array of used candles in a large circle and more in a smaller circle within. After lighting the candles, she turned off the lights, sprinkled dried flower petals over the table, and took her seat among us. She instructed us all to join hands, close our eyes, and concentrate on the spirits dwelling within the house. I kept my eyes open. I didn't want to miss anyone's reactions to the special effects, but I have to admit, I felt compelled to do everything that Madame Margaret instructed. She was nailing this part. We all must concentrate on the spirits in this house. The spirits who are active and have been reaching out to these fine people. Concentrate on them. Concentrate. Concentrate. We sat silently over several minutes before Margaret began speaking again. I am speaking to the spirits in this house. I summon thee. We are reaching out to you. Join us. Again, several moments of silence passed. I looked around the table and not only were Tammy's parents totally into it, but Tammy was as well. Madame Margaret continued. We are welcoming you here. We are waiting for you. Are you here with us now? Show yourself to us. Communicate with us. The sound of knuckles rapping on one of the walls startled me, as it did everyone else. Welcome. We are happy that you have joined us. Another single knock on the wall made us all jump again. 
I knew this was all fake, yet I was still covered in goosebumps. Did you live in this house? The response was a single rap on the wall. Did you die in this house? Are you angry? Why are you so angry? Are you angry because someone is living in your house? Is this why you are tormenting them? I would like for you to disperse with the nuisances. A double knock. These are good people. This is their house now. You are gone. They want to live here and enjoy the house as you did. You will leave them in peace. They don't deserve your anger. You do not frighten us. We will not leave. A series of knocks followed by the subtle sound of moaning. I was surprised that everyone continued to keep their eyes shut. I thought someone would open their eyes by now. This was really getting spooky. You are the one who must leave. Leave these fine people in peace. The knocking on the walls persisted. I demand that you leave this house. I demand that you leave these people alone. At this point, Tammy started shaking the table with her thigh, which caused everyone to open their eyes, but Madame Margaret quickly got control of the situation. Please, keep your eyes closed and concentrate. Concentrate on the spirit. Do not break contact. Even as Tammy began shaking the table more violently, Everyone closed their eyes again and went back into their trance-like states, and Madame Margaret began to wrap up the seance by speaking in a stern tone. Spirits in this house, I insist that you leave. This is no longer your home. Your torment must cease. Leave now. Leave now! Something fell to the floor and shattered, causing Tammy to stop shaking the table. And all went silent. After sitting in silence for about two minutes, Madame Margaret opened her eyes. She gazed over at me and gave me a playful wink. She then took in a deep breath and concluded the seance. You may all open your eyes now. The seance is over. The spirit is gone. Tammy's parents looked both exhausted and relieved. They thanked Madame Margaret profusely. I took Madame Margaret back home and gave her an extra 50 bucks for a job well done. She made a point to thank me for shaking the table. She said that really added some terrifying realism to the seance. I said, don't thank me, thank Tammy. That was all her. The next day while Tammy's parents were at work, Tammy and I went to their house to retrieve the audio equipment. 
Once we entered their house, I complimented Tammy on the idea of shaking the table with her leg. We had not discussed that in advance. She just came up with that on the fly. After I complimented her, I noticed that Tammy was looking at me with a confused expression. I thought you were the one shaking the table. I shook my head. I wasn't shaking the table. It wasn't you? No, it wasn't me. Could it have been Madame Margaret? It wasn't her. She mentioned it last night. She thought it was me too, but I swear it wasn't. As I tried to wrap my head around how the table was shaking, I began gathering the audio equipment. When I reached to unplug it from the wall, I noticed that the cord was still tied up around the device, like it had never even been plugged in. I looked up at Tammy. You plugged this in last night, didn't you? Tammy shook her head. No, I just placed it there. I didn't want to screw anything up, so I left it for you to turn on once you got here. I thought for a long moment. Tammy, are you messing with me? No, what do you mean? I never plugged this in. I never touched this thing until now. That's when it dawned on us. Nothing that occurred during the fake seance was of our doing. I have no explanation for any of it. But oddly enough, Tammy's parents never experienced any paranormal activity in that house. Ever. Again. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Hello, my crazy, maniacal friends. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. Believe me, this maniac appreciates it very much. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. Yeah. <sighs>